He's been so kind to be flexible with me. He is Chris Easterling, covers the Browns, of course, for the Akron Beacon Journal. Chris, appreciate your flexibility, my man. Thanks for coming on tonight. Do I hear 840? <laughs> we can just keep put. You just want to spend a couple segments with us. We can just keep on rolling through. <laughs> no, that, that, no, I'm good. I'm good. good I got to let you get to bed at you. some point tonight. Really? Um, Chris, before, obviously I got on the air here within the last, like not, I guess almost an hour now or two hours ago. Now, yeah. um, there was the news that miles Garrett had the restructure nearly 13 million in cap space created. That was sort of coupled yeah. with the, the Joel Batonio deal that they restructured, I guess, late last week as well. I think, uh, obviously, Browns fans' initial reaction, they want to be like, oh, something's brewing. They're going to make some deal. It sounds like this is more just a cap-saving measure to sort of open up more space to maybe roll over for next year, which for where this team is at financially makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, this is more cap management than, you know, cap acquisition, Yeah, you know, going out and, you know, going out and, you know, you you see it come out within minutes after the Jonathan Taylor stuff comes out, and you think, "Ooh, they're going to you know they're going to make a run at you know adding Jonathan Taylor to the backfield with Nick Chubb." And no, I mean remember they've got a lot of big deals on this. You know they've they've signed a yeah. lot of guys to big deals. They've got a and barring Deshaun doing a restructure next year, he's his cap hit's going to be like sixty four million dollars. So. You know they're going to need all the cap space they they possibly could need. So um, you know to have some space to eventually be able to roll some of that space over, as well as just be able to make moves during the course of the season. Yeah. You know maybe they don't require somebody now before you know before preseason ends, but the, you know you got that October thirty first dead trade deadline where you know let's see where this team is at going into that. You know. Every little dollar counts, and you know, would I be surprised if we saw an Amari Cooper or somebody else, you know, rework their deal a little bit to, to free up just a little bit more? I, I don't know. I mean, but but certainly, I think some. I think we we may have even talked all the way back in February about you know these being possibilities just because of yeah. where they were financially. Yeah, and, and you bring up something there that I hit on in the opening segment that I think is really, really important here, which is I love the fact that with this with this move, you're freeing up all this cap space that, hey, maybe you get to that trade deadline and you realize you do need another wide receiver or you do need another key position. Then you can make a trade and acquire some money because you have that cap space available. That's one of the, I think, underlying parts of this this whole this whole situation that I think is important to keep in mind as well. Right, I mean, you know, they're gonna they're gonna get to the fifty three, you know, next Tuesday, and then you know they'll probably bring on, you know, they'll probably pick somebody up off of waivers the next day and add them, and you know that that thing's gonna be you know in flux until the the opener, but but really, I mean, let's see, you know, let's see who's out there in October, who's disgruntled, you know. Who's the next Christian McCaffrey or, you know, whoever that maybe you can go out and pry away because the team's sort of, you know, the Browns are where we think they could be. And, you know, another team with that has a, the right piece that needs to, uh, needs to uh, be, um, you know, they're looking to, to to uh, ship off. You know, it works. You, you know, it's just, 
it's just good business, you yeah. know, and good uh, as you know because again, you know, you are capped out if you, in the truest sense of the word because of all these big deals. But at the same time, this is how you stay. This is how you continue to be uh, be able to to make deals uh, throughout the uh, despite being where you think yeah. you're, you know, you're you're up against it. Chris Eastling joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Chris, what do you need to see from this offense, if anything, coming up on Saturday against the Chiefs? I'd like to see the, the starters for a couple of uh, uh, for a couple of um, couple of series. I'd like to see them put together. I was really impressed with the drive against the Commanders, which yeah. is really the only drive we have to go off of this preseason. With uh, you know, in terms of in the preseason game. Um, that, um, but at the same time, you put, you, you do that drive in a regular season game. Guess what? You got no points. <laughs> I'd like to see him put a couple of those drives together and end them in the end zone, put them in the end zone. Because I think if there was one thing that, you know, if we had problems last year with this, this Browns team, if we, had, you know, even in the joint practices with the Eagles, they had problems with this team. It was there. It was the red zone efficiency. This team has to. This team has to be good in the red zone. If it's not good in the red zone, then uh, you know you can have all the talent in the world. I, I don't care what you do between the twenties. It's what you do when you get to the twenty, when the field gets shorter and uh, and all of that. And, and you know they need to be able to put the ball in the end zone. And that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see them have a couple of sustained drives that end in points, preferably sevens more than threes. But well, we know Kevin Stefanski likes to go for it down there, so I, I, ho- I hope you're right about that as well. Uh, Chris, I, yesterday I got a chance to talk with our Browns beer reporter, Daryl Ryder, on the show, and he basically said, you know, in all the years he's covered this team, that this camp has been a little bit more subdued. There hasn't been any drama. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a longer camp than usual with the, the Hall of Fame game. And, and I'm... I, Go ahead. We, we, we're we're going to show up tomorrow, and all hell's going to break. <laughs> you think I'm we're jinxing it? You think I'm jinxing it now? <laughs> I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming your boy D Ride. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah. That my my question for you is basically: Do you agree that this camp has been a little bit more low key than maybe previous years? And if it has, like, would you say that's probably a good thing for the Browns, that there's not really a lot of outside drama or anything going on off the field, especially after everything they dealt with last year with Deshaun? You know, I'd say it's been – this whole offseason has been that way. Mm. It's been – this feels like, I, from what I understand, talking to people who cover and follow other NFL teams, this is what happens to normal NFL teams. You don't – you don't have all this drama. <laughs> <laughs> you, you 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 have a, a quiet off season where you can sort of plan a vacation or two, and you know you can get away for a little bit. And you know you you have a camp where, yeah, I mean, there's been injuries, and, and you know I think it's been the injuries have been a little disconcerting. But you know, knock on wood, we're not going to go there. Um, you know, but you know, I I think it's been it's been a good camp for them by and large you know again injuries notwithstanding that have left some some questions that i'm going to be fascinated to see how they put this put this 53 uh man the initial one together uh next tuesday because you've got some guys who you really haven't seen out there much uh 
or are currently battling through some stuff that are, are, are you know are guys that would have been I think virtual locks to be on the team. You know, the, Jerome Ford, Harrison Bryant. Um, you know, I think Wright and maybe even Isaiah Thomas would have been locks. You know, they're just but. Um, you know, other than that, it's been it has been a relatively quiet one outside outside of you know basically living out of a suitcase for you know a month. <laughs> I mean, between West Virginia and, and Philadelphia, but no, I mean that's what you want for once. You know, it, it, it's not bad to have a quiet camp where there's just not a bunch of drama, and and, and for once you're, you're getting it. Now, now you hope that maybe translates over to a, a regular season where you know. It comes together without a lot of the uh, the outside drama that has typically followed this team every off season since '99. Talk with Chris Easter '95. Let's go all the way back there because the, yeah, that's some drama there too. Talking with Chris Easterling of the Akron Beacon Journal. Of course, he covers the Browns for the Akron Beacon Journal. You can follow him on Twitter at c Easterling abj. Um, well, you, you talked about the 53-man roster and how it's going to sort of formulate itself over the next week or so. I, I want to look at a specific group, the wide receiver room, because there's been some re- some really impressive players who flashed during the preseason. Obviously, Austin Watkins has burst on the scene. People are you know talking about David Bell's looked really good. Obviously, Tillman, we would imagine being their, their t- top pick this year, is probably safe. But I just have some questions about what we think in terms of numbers-wise that room is going to look like. How many wide receivers do you think they keep, and and who are some of the names at the at the back part of that group that you think make the cut? Um, I think I put together my my latest fifty three projection on Sunday for Sunday it ran, and I have them keeping seven. Obviously, you have Amari, you have wow. Elijah, you have DPJ, you have said that's four. I think Jakeem Grant is clear. Jakeem Grant is your number one return guy, punt and kick. Um, so he's on the roster. Now, how much he runs at receiver, who knows? I think the Marquise Goodwin injury and maybe even the Dalen Baldwin. I thought Dalen Baldwin was having a pretty good camp before he got hurt. Mm. But be that as it may, you know, I, I think David Bell is, is solidly on, on the, the team at number six. So that leads us to number seven. And if they keep seven, which I think they will, it, it, but it probably be the, the seventh guy will probably be the a, a, inactive on, on, on game days. But regardless, you're either looking at Anthony Schwartz, or I, I think it's between basically Anthony Schwartz or Austin Watkins Jr. And it's a question of, now, we don't know what happened to Anthony on Sunday because, remember, he, he left practice on yeah. Sunday before it ended, So, and we have not gotten any sort of update on that yet. We'll find out probably tomorrow. But, um, you know, Austin's obviously been the story of the preseason for the Browns. I mean, he's been, I mean, 15 catches, something like 24 targets, 200 and some yards receiving. He, he's been... Not just you know making plays, but impressive jaw dropping plays. Like the two catches he had on that touchdown drive uh, in Philly, where you know he starts with the one handed grab across the across the field, and then ends it with 
by basically splitting two Eagles defenders, coming down, coming up with the ball, and then turning around them and running into the end zone. You know that's you know that that's that's not just making that's yeah yeah that's making no. really eye popping plays. Yeah, he's been so, incredible. But I just wonder, are, are we? Do we do this sometimes where we, we look at a guy, we think, you know, what we're looking at as, as media and fans isn't necessarily what they're being evaluated, you know, what's, you know, the guys making the final calls are doing. So, but I put Austin Watkins on my final 53, which that and $4.80 will get you a, a coffee. At <laughs> uh, but uh, so I think it's Watkins because I think, but they have they have given Anthony Schwartz a lot of run with the ones this preseason. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm going to be fascinated to see how that breaks down. I'll get you out of here with this, Chris. Um, I think there's obviously kicker is a concern with Kay Jork and that whole situation, but I think one that maybe is being slept on a little bit and hasn't really been at the forefront because of the Kay Jork situation is obviously. Jed Wills and people sort of doubting what he is and how good he is. And we saw the video against Miles Garrett a couple weeks ago, which part of that is it's just Miles Garrett. But I, I think there's some genuine concerns about him going into this year. And it, it was, I guess, coupled on Sunday, yesterday, by the fact that Dewan Jones was taking some first-team reps at left tackle and people started reading into that. Sounds like that's more a we're just trying to get him the experience and make him versatile type thing, which is fine. But which one, what do you view as a bigger concern right now for the Browns, the kicking situation or the left tackle situation? Kicking, because you don't know what you're getting when you see Cade York out there. And, you know, I, I realize how important left tackle is. And, and again, I think the, to your point about the one, I, that is Tyrone Wheatley didn't practice, so they needed a, another backup, another tackle. And they did this in Philly where they ran DeWan once – Jack Conklin left with the concussion. They ran him with the ones. I, I think that's just getting reps. But do you trust Cade York? Did anybody think Cade York was, even after having gone three for three against Philly, did anybody think Cade York was making that kick? No. no. Did anybody think when he had the second chance he was making that kick? I thought maybe because he got a second chance to redeem himself, but it was just a very blip of a thought. His at this point, Chris, his field goal attempts plus that four eighty eight you mentioned for uh, for the for the coffee, it'll get you the same thing as your your take on on the Browns. Basically, it'll just get you a coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. That's it. <laughs> but I mean, but in all seriousness, I just I don't know. I I mean, I don't know what the answer is because. You know, look, we I talked to Kate after the game, you know, in the locker room. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. one of the few in the locker room there. And, you know, he was upbeat. He wasn't like, you know, we've been around him when he's been mad, for lack of a better verb. Um, but at the same time, I, I mean, I think it's in his head a little bit. I, I think this you, is... You know what's interesting, Chris? You, I, you, I, and I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but you asked that question about, like, overthinking it. And I thought he contradicted himself because he said, no, it's not overthinking it. You know, I'm not trying to make too many adjustments. But then he also admitted that after kicking it right, he tried to overcompensate and go back left. And it was like, 
That literally tells me that it's in your head, and you were like thinking yeah. too much about it. I was like, so. right. right, yeah, you know, and he, you know, I, I talk, I had, I had a one, I had a sit, I had a one on one with Gabe the Wednesday before the Washington game, and we talked a lot about a lot of things. Uh, you could go back and read it. It was in, uh, yeah. it's on, the, it's in the, it was in the on on the Beacon Journal website. Um, but one of the things he talked about, he had only had the Jets news at that point this preseason and he talked about you know it, it, previously that would have been that he would have gotten really angry and he would have tried to kick you know just kick the next one like you know get mad and, and kick mad and he's like i realized that used to work for me but i i you know you can tell he's grasping at this mm. point he's like he's like me standing over any putt regardless of <laughs> You and me uh, both. What, you know, it's like I, I have no idea, and that I think because he has been good in practice, yeah. Save for a couple of kicks this preseason, so there is clearly something when he walks into that stadium, and it doesn't matter which stadium now because he's done it in all three stadiums he's kicked in so far this preseason. I, I you know. I, I don't know. I don't know how you I, – I, I don't know how you you fix it. Yeah. I mean – and I don't know if bringing somebody in for competition, I don't know if that fixes it or, or that just – that just sends it completely off the tracks. Yeah. And you might just – you might as well just be better off signing a – you know, signing a Robbie Gold or a, a Rodrigo. I, I mean, I, I saw that like Rodrigo Blankenship was was cut or somebody, whoever you 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 whatever your flavor is. To be honest, there's outside of maybe Robbie Gold or, or you know Crosby. Is there anybody out there that would be? I mean, I think they're sort of married to this. You almost. I, I it, it, it it's the, it's the, it, as much as we question what we're going to really see from Deshaun this season. They need number three to come yeah. through and figure it out fast. Agreed. Because as much as he won the opener last year in, Carol, in Carolina, he could lose the opener against Cincinnati. Chris Easterling covers the Browns for the Akron Beacon Journal. You can check out that Cade York article and many, many others over at the Akron Beacon or the BeaconJournal.com. Excuse me, Chris. Always grateful for the time, my man. We'll obviously do it again soon. You have a good rest of your, uh, your Monday night, all right? Hey, thanks for having me on, Spencer. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Chris. Good stuff from Chris Easterling. Again, joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Let's take a break. Lots to reflect on there. I'll get to your calls. I, pr- I, I swear I will get to your calls. Keep it locked. The Spencer German with you on the fan.